So yeah, Job chapter six. I hope you guys have been reading the book um, and even reading through what we've already read through, listening back to the messages, getting all caught up um, uh, uh, and going verse by verse. And I know I said before, I think I had talked about this last week, that uh, we were going to read a, a cluster of chapters and pull certain stuff out. No, we're going to go going to go verse by verse, like 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 we said. That wasn't um, that wasn't led by God. That was led by me trying to finish it before the summer break. And so, <laughs> no, that, I mean that's true. It wasn't. You know, God said, "No, you're going to do verse by verse." I was trying to get the whole book done before the summer break, and that's just not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> so it is what it is. So I had to be corrected. And um, and yeah, so here we go. Um, verse six. So now, so where we are right now? Don't forget. So uh, Job's friend uh, Eliphaz, he uh, came and he said, "That's right, Crystal. Uh, quality over quantity." He came out uh, and and responded to Job's um, uh, to Job with some criticism, right? Uh, but also with some encouragement. I mean, we saw some of the criticism, but we also saw some encouragement. He's like, you know, you always encourage everybody else, but then when this comes on you, you know, now all of a sudden you're, fall, you're falling apart. And so he goes through all this stuff and he's trying to encourage Job. Um, and he had some stuff in there that Job, that didn't quite sit right with Job, some of the things that he said, and we'll get to that um, um, in the reading. So right now we're at chapter six, um, uh, verse one of Job. All right, he says, here's Job. So now, now Job is speaking. So then Job speaks again is what it says. I'm reading from the NLT. Uh, verse two, if my misery could be weighed by my troubles, uh, uh, by my troubles uh, and troubles we put on the scale, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. And so we see now that Job is responding back again, and he's still in that same mindset, right? He's still in the he still is in the woe is me. I don't want to be here. How could this all be happening? And 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 Charles brought up a great point a few days ago when we were talking about this. And understandably so, when we see all the things that Job has gone through and all the things that Job has lost and all the things that are happening to Job, we can totally understand this. Because don't forget, while we are reading a book and this is long past, Job is going through this in real time. You know, whatever we want to make of the conversation that God had with, with the enemy in chapter one, Job wasn't privy to that. So Job didn't know, you know, God brought my name up and God think this. Like maybe if Job knew what was going on and knew what God was up to, maybe he could even handle what he's going through right now better. And sometimes we go through that same thing. And that's true for us that, you know, and how many times have we said this, that God, if I only knew what you were trying to do, like God, if I knew your plan right now, I could probably deal with right now better than I'm dealing with right now, right now. But the thing is, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what conversations you've had in heaven. I don't know what purpose all this is playing out. I don't know why this is going on. And it's the same thing happening with Job. And so we can relate to Job's confusion. We can relate to Job's distress because Job didn't know what was going on in in that moment. And we go through things in life where we don't understand in the moment why it is happening. And so we can understand why he would feel this way because we've probably felt this way before. He said, so, so now he's answering his friend. He says, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke so impulsively. And so here's a guy who understands, I get it. I'm, impul- I'm, I'm speaking impulsively right now and it may sound irrational, but look at everything that I am going through. Isn't it something about going through things uh, that challenges you that sometimes will pull you outside of who you normally are? Come on, somebody that sometimes going through. And this is why Job is saying this is why I responded so impossible. Look at everything that I'm going through. And sometimes we go through things. And when we go through these things, sometimes we're just not ourselves. If you know somebody super close and you spend time with this person and you can tell when they're going through something because they're not quite what they're not quite themselves. You say, hey, what's going on? You're not acting like yourself. You know what I mean? You come around me. And if I'm real quiet and not necessarily cracking jokes and just not, you know, um, then you can tell well, something must be up with Rick. And so sometimes 
when we go through things, we aren't necessarily acting like what ourselves, even watch this, even if it's not even something like bad we're going through. Sometimes if we're just tired, we don't act like ourselves. Sometimes if we're just hungry, we don't act like ourselves. Things can just throw us off. I see you, Crystal. Some people, they, they say that they're hangry. I mean, because anything can throw us off. And so like, like I'm not myself when I don't get rest and I'm not, and, and, and I'm tired. So sometimes it's not even just when we don't go, when we're going through things, sometimes it's just when something like that knocks us off our natural rhythm, we sometimes won't be ourselves. And this is what Job is saying here. That is why I spoke uh, impulsively. Again, something we can relate to. Uh, verse four, for the, for the almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. Listen, watch this. And this is and this is one thing we're going to talk about. He says the poison infects my spirit. He, not even just the stuff he's talking about physically. He is trying to tell you that inside of me, I am dying because of this. Like the stuff that is going on on the outward. I see y'all see this, but he is saying that the Almighty struck me down with his arrows, and the poison infects my spirit. That I am downcast. That I am down. Sometimes the things we go through, they do get us down. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you just feel down or feel melancholy for no reason. Nothing has happened, but you feel inside you just feel down. This is what he is saying, that, that all this stuff that is going on, the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows and it is, it is hurting me to my core. It is, he says, it is, it is, the poison infects my spirit. He says, God's terrors are lined up against me. Don't I have a right to complain? I know we feel that way sometimes. Like, look at all this stuff. Look at how I'm, how I'm trying to live right and I'm trying to do this and then this happens and then that happens and then this doesn't work out and then this person does this. Don't I have a right, says Job in verse five, to complain. He says, don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass and oxen bellow when they have no food. Like even animals complain and animals act out when they don't have the things that they need. Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anybody want tasteless whites of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Now here's Job going on and on and on and even justifying how he feels, even though we can, now watch this, even though we can relate to something doesn't necessarily make, make makes it right, right? And just because we can relate to something uh, 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 doesn't necessarily mean it's a way that we, you know, we ought to, but, it, but we can empathize with it, right? And, and not act in a judgmental way. And so when we have friends and family who sometimes go through things and they're acting as Job, we can relate to it and we understand exactly what they're going through. Verse eight says, oh, that I might have my request that God would grant me my desire. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. So here he is. Uh, so he went from wishing he wasn't born. And now we're at the point where he's asking for death. He says, at least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. Now, remember, it was all about cursing God, right? It was all, that was the, what the devil said. If you took off your hedge of protection and you took away the things that Job had, he would curse you. But here's Job saying, despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. He says, but I don't have the strength to what? To endure. I have nothing to live for. Don't forget Sunday, we talked about the parable of the persistent woman and that Jesus, they said that Jesus taught them this parable because he wanted, he, uh, for what, that, that they should know that men should always pray and that they would never give up. And we talked about endurance there. Interesting how now this week, we're in a totally different book, and here's what here's Job saying, but I don't have the strength to endure. And But one of the things Jesus wanted to teach the disciples in that lesson was pray always and you got to be persistent, right? You got to endure. I have nothing to live for, he says. Verse 12, do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless without any chance of success. One should be kind to a fainting friend, but you accuse me without any fear of the Almighty. So now he's getting into the stuff that the friend was saying. And, and by the way, 
when you read most of what the friend was talking about, he, for the most part, he was encouraging for most of the chapter, wasn't he? It's so interesting how when we are going through something, we, you know, we pick out and we hear the things that we pick out and want to hear. If you, again, go back and read chapter four and chapter five, his friend said a lot of good stuff. We talked about it last week. And, 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 but what he pulls out is the, is, is a few things when he talks about, you know, you got to talk, talk to God about this and, and, and maybe you did something and stuff like that. And now, now Job is taking this frustration and this anger out on who? On his friend. He says, but you accuse me without any fear of the almighty. Like, you know, you're accusing me as if, you know, God's not going to judge you for that. He says, my brothers, you have proved as unreliable as a seasonal brook that overflows its banks in the springs when it is swollen with ice and melting snow. Watch this. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears. The brook vanishes in the heat. Uh, The caravans turn aside uh, to be refreshed, but there is nothing to drink. So they die. Now, here's what's interesting is that now he's telling the people, watch this, the same friend, he's telling them, you know, you guys are like the water that swells up in winter, but when it's hot and we need the water, all of a sudden you vanish. I, I, I imagine Job's friends would say to him, we're right here now, dog. Like, what are you talking about us being gone when things get hot? We're here with you right now. And again, sometimes that's the stuff that we go through. We go through stuff. And despite having a whole community of people around us, sometimes we feel like nobody is with us. But that's because we are we, we, we are trapped in this in the same kind of mindset here that Job had as he's responding to his friends. His friends were there. He may not have not liked some of the things that the friends said, but they came to him and they were there to be with him. Don't forget that they wept with him for a time, a period, and they didn't even, and they didn't even say anything. That, that, that's, that's right. See here. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to be encouraged and sometimes you just want to vent and complain. That's a hundred percent true. And, and, and sometimes you got to understand that's where people are. Right. And sometimes that's exactly what we want to do. And so don't forget these same are the same friends who sat there and, mo- and mourned with Job and didn't say a word for a while. And then Job said something and then they started responding. And so they are there for him. But to him, it feels like like they are not. Because, again, sometimes when we're going through something, uh, uh, we don't see things through a, the correct lens. You know, have you ever gone through something and then you look back at it and you're like, what in the world was I thinking? Or why in the world would I have decided to do that? Or why in the world would I have acted this way? Well, it's because in the moment you've got, you've got, you've got, you know, the lens of your trial that, that and this is why, like we talked about Sunday, we've got to make sure that we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, right? The author and finisher of, of, of our faith, who for what, the joy that was set before him, and then talked about what he endured, because we've got to make sure that we keep in front of us that just like Jesus, that joy that is set before us, that we keep running this race, what? With patience. Uh, let's see, we are at 6, uh, 19. The caravans from Tima search for this water. The travelers from Sheba hope to find it. They count on it, but are disappointed. When they arrive, their hopes are dashed. You too have given no help. Now, again, here they are trying to help them out and trying to be there as friends. And, 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 and again, we ran through chapter four and five and the first friend had some good stuff to say and some stuff that Job didn't agree with, obviously. But now it's like you have given me no help. You have seen my calamity and you are afraid. But why have I ever asked you for a gift? Have I begged you for anything of yours myself? This seems like classic misdirected anger to me. He says, have I asked you to rescue me from my enemies or to save me from ruthless people? Teach me and I will keep quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful, but what do your criticisms amount to? He says, do you think your words are convincing when you uh, disregard my cry of desperation? This gets to what Sierra is saying is that the fact that listen to what I'm saying. I am just I'm crying out for help. I am I, 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 I am venting. I am releasing this 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 um, uh, anger and this confusion, this hurt, this pain. Uh, uh, and, and you come with 
critical words trying to figure out like, what, what, you know, what did I do wrong? So that, that rubbed Job the wrong way. And by the way, a lot of times, you know, reading through this book or being taught this book or lessons from the book, um, you know, I hear a lot of teaching about his friends getting a bad rap. Let's not forget his friends were there with him. And, 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 and at least the first response that one of his friends said, said a lot of good things, you know what I mean? And so um, sometimes we're in a community with people and not, and, and watch this, not everybody knows what to say to you when you're going through something. And we, and, and, and we, would, we would do our friends, you know, a service uh, if we would let up a little bit and not expect them to always have the perfect word or the perfect reaction. Cause not everybody knows what to say. Not everybody knows how to react in a certain situation. And sometimes it's easier for us to not say something. And sometimes they may rub you the wrong way when they're really trying to help. Have you ever been in a situation where you need some help and someone tried to help you, but they got on your nerves when they tried to help, you know what I mean? Or they said something or did something to offend you and all they were doing were trying to help or it, you can turn the tables because I've, I've been in a situation where I'm just trying to help somebody and I say something and it made them upset. And it's like, well, I was I, I thought I was helping when I said this. And so we've all can relate to Job's friends as well. And the same way we re- relate to Job, we can relate to Job's friends. I don't have any doubt that his friends were there not to hurt him. They were obviously there to help them. You could see it in the way that they approached him earlier in the book when we read that they sat there and mourned with him and didn't say a word. I mean, they ripped off their clothes and put on and started mourning. So like they, they, they were there for him um, in, in that way. So they weren't here to hurt him. Um, you know, but again, when you talk about what Job is going through, sometimes when we're going through things, we don't necessarily see things um, uh, for what they are. And I, I want to harp on this a little bit too. Um, once I finish the chapter though, uh, let's see, seven, uh, 27. Would you even send an orphan into slavery? <laughs> you would even send an orphan into slavery. He's going in now. Look at me. I would, I, would I lie to your face? Stop assuming my guilt for I have done no wrong. Do you think I am lying? Don't you know, don't, uh, don't I know the difference between right uh, and wrong? Now, here's the thing. Here's what I want to talk about a little bit too with, with Job, with, with this whole chapter with Job. If you look at, um, what we spent some time with, uh, in verse, Oh, he says, for the almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. Um, We are literally listening to someone who, number one, is hurt to his core. I'm talking about inward, right? Who is hurt inwardly, uh, someone who is broken inwardly, someone who is confused inwardly, and and someone who has no inner peace, okay? And, and, And what we have to understand about this is the fact that every response uh, uh, that we see outwardly is literally just an expression of what's on the inside and not just with Job, but with all of us. And, and, and sometimes if you see Crystal acting out in such a way uh, that may not line up with who she is or what you know of Crystal, it could be an indication that on the inside, she is going through something and all we're getting is the outward expression of inner turmoil. Okay, come on. Sometimes we listen, and that and that happens all the time. That sometimes what you get with me is, is and and we try to guard it, you know. And that's not being fake. That's just trying not to lash out at people or have misdirected anger. And so we try to guard it. But every now and again, people can tell uh, that there is inner turmoil and that there is no inner peace because of what happens outwardly. Amen. And so, and so, and, and so, and, and cause it's hard, cause it's hard to mask. Um, uh, and sometimes that inner, uh, turmoil has to be dealt with. And so for all the things that we see Job going on, going on with Job on the outside, there's also because, and, and, and the, the inner turmoil is likely tied to what he's going through on the outside. But so we see him going through all the stuff on the outside, but now we get to see through his responses, the inner turmoil and, 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 and the inner struggle and the fact that there are things on the inside uh, that's driving him crazy and he doesn't even really know how to react. And, he's, and, and, and he's, he's snapping at his friends who are really there to try to help. But he says, you guys are no help, you know, anyway, don't you see what I'm going through now? You're trying to act like it's my fault. 
et cetera, et cetera. And, and again, we can relate to this kind of reaction to things, reacting outwardly to people in a way that's not fair to them because of the things that we're going through. Going through. And I hope I'm painting a, a, a picture here of as I read through this story that we're seeing that Job's friends aren't bad guys in this situation. Are they off on some things? Absolutely. But the same way Job wasn't present for the for the conversation God had with the enemy, neither was Job's friends. So they didn't know what was they didn't know what was going on, and they didn't know what was the reason behind any of this stuff um, uh, as well. And so and so his friends were off uh, in that state, and 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 yeah, Job uh, Job took it out on them. Uh, chapter seven, Job continues: Is not all human life a struggle? All our lives are like uh, uh, are, are like that of a hired hand, like a worker who longs for the shade, like a servant. Uh, waiting to be paid. I too have been assigned months of futility. He says, long and weary nights of misery. Lying in bed, I think, when will it be morning? But the night drags on and I toss till dawn. My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin breaks open, oozing with pus. So now he's, he's going through all the stuff that he's going through and it's getting pretty graphic, right? Verse six, my days fly faster than a weaver's shuttle. And again, like most of the books that we read in the Old Testament, right? Very poetic. And this is not one of the uh, prophets, obviously. This is um, grouped in the book of of the uh, wisdom books. But even in the wisdom books from Proverbs to Psalms and Song of Solomon, those all have, you know, poetic feels to them as well. Um, He says, uh, uh, they end without hope. Uh, Verse seven. Uh, oh, God, remember that my life is but a breath and I will never again feel happiness. Right. And I, here he is. And I will never again feel happiness. Verse eight. You see me now, but not for long. You will look for me, but I will be gone. Just as a cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They are gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. I cannot keep uh, from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. I am a sea monster or a dragon that must be placed uh, that that you must place me under guard. He says, I think my bed will comfort me and sleep will ease my misery, but then you shatter me with dreams and terrify me with visions. Again, we're talking about someone who is obviously dealing with the inner turmoil, just as much outer turmoil as he's dealing with. Um, and, and that's interesting too, because I even, as I'm you know reading through this, um, it must've been uh, yesterday in my devotionals, maybe two days ago, you know, God was even, and this is how it tied into it because I didn't see this at first, but God was talking to me about my own inner turmoil and my own inner disruption and, 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 and peace that's got to happen inside of me. And, and then I open up the Bible to say, okay, let me read a little bit of Job uh, for tomorrow. And I see the same exact thing. And, and, and so this pursuit of inner peace, this, this ironing out this inner turmoil, um, you know, we see it in Job. Uh, maybe you see it in yourself. I see it in me. Um, uh, and, and it's something that, that, that as we pray and continue through that, I believe God's going to, you know, work out and straighten out um, as we move, keep moving from glory to glory. Amen. Uh, let's see, verse 15. I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my few remaining days, right? He says, but uh, what are people that you should make uh, so much of us, that you should think of us so often? Uh, for you examine us every morning and test us at every moment. 
Again, examine us every morning. You test us at every moment. Now, again, remember, Job's got a lot going on. But remember, up to this point, his life had been more blue skies and sunshine than bad days. And now he's saying, every morning I wake up, you test me. Every moment you're trying to test us. Not really, Job. It hasn't been. But again, the inner turmoil is speaking out, right? Uh, Why won't you leave me alone at least long enough for me to swallow? If I have sinned, what have I done to you? Uh, oh, watcher of all humanity, why make me your target? Uh, 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 am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you look for me, I will be gone. So we'll stop there uh, with our verse by verse. I hope I hope this gave some insight uh, regarding the inner turmoil that Job was going through, his dynamic with his friends. His friends aren't necessarily, uh, you know, bad guys. They're just people. They didn't know what was going on in the same way Job didn't know what was going on. But we've got some more responses from his friends. He's got a few more friends we've got to talk, uh, we've got to hear from. Um, and 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 uh, and so we'll hear from, from him in chapter eight. And uh, we'll do that um, next week.